Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, we're going to take a look at two more new releases for Redbox. First being Terminator Genesis, uh, you know the franchise. And second would be Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, the Sundance indie hit. As well as our top five most anticipated ongoing franchises to tie in with the Terminator theme. Yeah. So what's new? What's kicking? Lots of work. The holiday season has begun for me. <laughs> Still going. Yeah. Still going strong. Didn't stop me from watching a shit ton of movies though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can help. Can uh, <laughs> slow me down. I think between that and I just got... I have Halo 5, Call of Duty, <laughs> and Fallout. Which the new Fallout game is amazing. Is it? Yeah, it's the little bit of a life I've had. It has dominated it. <laughs> What's here about it? Uh, What's so good about it? I've never played any of those games. They're sort of like um, you played Morrowind with us back in yeah. the day, didn't you? Yeah. Sort of like that, but it's more of a shooter, post-apocalyptic. Sort of like a '50s theme, but their technology's farther along. Seen the commercial about a hundred times. Is it like free roaming? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was never into the other ones. I don't know why. It's kind of my kind of game. It looks awesome. Just never from what I've it. seen and heard about it. It's what I think for most people it is. Is there's so much to do and so Daunting. much choice. I did not like the game the first few hours I played it. I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Honestly, that's how I felt about the GTA games. Yeah. Back in the day, it's like so open world. It's like I just get bored of running people over, you know, doing <laughs> all this random shit. But at least Fallout seems like it's just it would be cool to just go around and look at all the shit that's going on in different parts. Yeah. And, and that's actually been my favorite part about playing it is rather than fast traveling all around the world and stuff, I actually just walk around and you just run into things that are happening. Yeah. I heard it's hard though. Yeah, it's very difficult, especially at first, but. Like I ran into the other day a bunch of robots that were on a, an old ship, the USS Constitution. And they're old army robots and I guess have gone crazy because it's been 200 years since the bomb went off. And I didn't realize it until about halfway through the mission. They keep talking about defending the Constitution. And I think they were roaming the planet and found this ship called the Constitution and they thought... That's, that's the constitution yeah, right. and they keep talking about this building that they're in is a bank and they keep talking about the ship right in a bank and they're getting all these words mixed up and taking them very literally yeah, it's very subtle though throughout the whole thing that's awesome seems like a smart game yeah that's cool I wish I had a PS4 <laughs> I'd try to I'd run it from Redbox of all places oh yeah I forgot to do games now. yeah <laughs> yeah anyway our movies <laughs> cool well let's talk about another kind of apocalyptic post-apocalyptic-esque <laughs> environment with Terminator Genesis this yeah. is the fifth movie in the Terminator franchise kind of a reboot kind of a sequel kind of a yeah that's what I was saying a little bit of mix <laughs> yeah it's I feel like it's ignoring uh, at least Salvation yeah uh, maybe the third one too I can't who knows it's so uh, they all get kind of mixed up in my yeah, head but this one is starring Jason Clark and Amelia Clark 
<laughs> no, no relation. No relation. Except for in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I feel like there's... Uh, Jai Courtney, is he in this? He's in everything. Yeah. He's a terrible actor that's in everything. <laughs> um, and I guess the premise here is it's just same old, same old. It's John Connor. It's basically Salvation Redux. Yeah. Like, it's, it's John Connor... And he wants to go. He wants to go back in time. He can stop it before it ever starts. And they do that. And something is weird though this time. Like, yeah, I, I he's feel already. Like, Sarah Connor's already been warned before that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of missed that little. Like, I went upstairs for a second, and I came back down, and she was like kicking ass. And I'm like, wait a second. He just said. And then I had to rewind it a little bit. It was like, yeah. it was like cause, uh, I guess. From T2, Arnold had already been back. Yeah. Or went back even earlier than that one, and <laughs> now they're going into this timeline, and he's he's an old man to calm pops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he brings back all his old lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, but uh, expectation-wise, I'd heard... The trailers were terrible, I thought, for this. Yeah. Bad reviews everywhere. Did terrible. So reviews. my expectations couldn't be any lower, so it only... It could only surprise me, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I felt the same way. It was... I'd heard nothing but bad things. It didn't make any money. It sabotaged my winning... <laughs> the uh, Silver box office chance. Yeah, you still got second place even with this bomb. Yeah. But it did great overseas. It did oh, awful really? domestically. But it, for some reason, in, I think China, it did great. So it came closer to breaking even or making money than you would think. Huh. What did you think? Actually, it exceeded my expectations as low as they were. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a flawed movie, but uh, not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I mean, really? it wasn't like there was never a point where I was like, uh, "I'm turning this off." Or, <laughs> I don't feel like watching this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if I. <laughs> For me, if given the choice, I don't really turn movies off even if we're not reviewing them, but, like, I uh, I did not want to... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like the movie. I'll put it that way. I think I liked the characters more than I liked the entire movie, like, as a whole. I don't know. The Terminator thing is, if they make another one, it's just going to be about how probably this war is in a terrible loop, and... Basically, I think it's just going to be, like, bondish, but I don't know. Like, the war is never going to end. I feel like they just keep sending people back <laughs> yeah. too much that it's just always like going to happen. parallel universes collapsing in on itself yeah. a little bit. I actually thought, though, that the opening was pretty cool. How it showed Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, that was really That was cool. definitely my favorite part of the movie, and I'm like... This is not going to be that bad. The effects are definitely good in this movie. Mm, like, I put... Did I put it in here? Or was it a different... Yeah, inconsistent effects work. Because at some points I'm like... Like in the beginning, I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But then at other times I'm like, that looks terrible. Yeah, I don't think they're, uh, the practical effects weren't very good. But like uh, the scene when you see Arnold when he's young, that was some of the better... Yeah, like um, I, like that's what I mean. Like that was pretty seamless. I mean, for as far as something like that goes. Yeah. But then, like with the 
the uh, the guy that they're ripping off of T two, the villain. He looked kind of he looked worse than the, <laughs> yeah yeah T two version. I do. I gotta agree with you on that. The was T one thousand. Yeah, I guess I do wish the uh, the actual Terminators were real rather than CG. Yeah, because I feel like they definitely used to be. But I don't know how we can talk about this movie or how we should talk about this movie because. The trailer spoiled the twist. Yeah. So I don't know if that means we're allowed to talk about it. Cause, <sighs> That's so funny because I remember going to Dave while I was watching it. Like, I'm pretty sure whatever. I, I said the twist. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, that was in the trailer. He's like, you saw it. I was like, really? <laughs> I guess that's kind of what they're banking people will forget. <laughs> in one eye out the other. Um but all right, I'm calling it since it was in the trailer, so we can talk about it. Right. Yeah, John Connor is a Terminator. <laughs> I can't believe they spoiled that. Yeah, in the it's trailer. so stupid. <laughs> the only thing that would make that movie kind of interesting. Yeah. Even though, even with me forgetting about the trailer in the beginning, with them saying, asking John, "How do you know about this stuff?" Mm-hmm. Like, can you see the future and stuff? Which, I don't think he is one at that point. It's so hard that doesn't to make much sense. <laughs> yeah, because he becomes it when they go back, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I got out of it. At least... I mean, I think they tried to say that when he's starting to go back in time, he sees an alternate timeline or something. I don't know. So it might not have literally happened right then and there. Yeah. In that world or whatnot, but... Here's my next criticism... This movie is so convoluted. Yeah. And so much unnecessary, like... The whole movie's unnecessary, but it's just, like... It's not like it's complicated in, like, a good way. It's just, like, what the hell's going on and why? Yeah. You never know people's motivations, really. And it's really the only reason you don't... I feel like they do it on purpose, too, is... They just make it so convoluted that it's hard to follow, so they hope you get mixed up yeah I feel like but but that's like I already just I wasn't enjoying it on a level that it just was so basic because I mean we've seen this before multiple times yeah. with this franchise and the fact that it was convoluted on top of that just made me lose even more interest I just basically I was just watching it for the Arnold scenes because he was probably one of my favorite parts yeah even though he's pandering the whole time it still is likable and funny. Yeah. Bringing back all the old lines in predictable ways. <laughs> uh, I mean, for what they, the way they did it, I don't think they did it horrible. No. Or at least, you can, at least but... you can tell he's having fun with it. Yeah. He seemed like the only person having fun with, him, <laughs> with uh, this movie. What about Amelia Clark? Game of Thrones goddess. You yeah. Know, she's foraying into movies here. I, I didn't think she was that bad. I thought she was fine. Yeah. I don't think anyone was given a Much. gift of <laughs> of a script here, but I like her. I like Jason Clark. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. Um, Jai Courtney, not so much, but even he wasn't as bad as usual. He was uh, is he the guy who played John Connor? He was Reese Kyle Reese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel the same way. I like the guy who played John Connor though. Yeah, that's Jason Clark from um, Planet of the Apes movie, uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies. 
Zero Dark Thirty. You've seen a bunch of stuff that yeah. I've seen over the years. Yeah. Um, so, is do you have to watch a scene where Kyle Reese realizes that John Connor's his son in every movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times can you have this scene? And basically, they just try to recreate Terminator Two with this movie. Yeah, in I, a different way. Like it's almost shot for shot. They tried to snag the or at new least, audience. You know, you know, or the younger audience, but I think their story is pretty dated, though. This whole fear of technology right. thing just doesn't really play anymore. No. I thought they can use the franchise in a better way. The cinema, you know, how every movie has a freaking message behind it or whatnot. It's definitely there, but yeah, if they're going to bother to do it, is a good movie that gets across the fear of technology was Ex Machina. Yes. <laughs> this, not so much. No. Just... Social media, everything's so connected. Yeah. <laughs> Humanity is what you need <laughs> in the end. Yeah. It's predictable. I mean, it's not like it's, it can't be done. This mess, you know, yeah, these, yeah. these themes can't be done well on movies, but it was just so heavy handed and so on the nose, predictable. Yeah. You know, um, it's even like the score, they tried to. Overuse the old theme from the first two movies. Yeah, it just like seemed every time music came on, it was that dun 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 dun. You know. Yeah, uh, this movie wasn't very good. No, in Skynet, they made that into an actual person, or at least a entity. Yeah. Terrible decision, in my opinion. I I thought it being the boogeyman was sort of. Yeah. Not even like the. Boogeyman, but I liked how not before, a man at all. <laughs> it was like just the interconnectedness, like just the, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's a what villain is? It's like from Age of Ultron, right? Ultron kind of was like everywhere at once. Yeah, he could just go from body to body. Like I like that about the old Skynet. This is just like. Yeah, why is he a literal person? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put all this stuff into one thing so I can be killed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I hate humanity. I want to be more like it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I thought that was really stupid. Like, they wouldn't have given them so many chances to succeed Mm -hmm. in the first place. And every twist with the Skynet thing was that they're going to succeed twist they didn't really succeed as much as they wanted to and yeah. I don't know or it's this a, was my plan to get all this stuff blown up and then go back to <laughs> yeah but, I feel like I'm supposed to get more into the plot but it's so it was so convoluted I don't really know how to even process like yeah explaining it or getting into it um what about the time travel it seemed like they th- let's throw every sci-fi <laughs> Thing we can at the wall <laughs> like yeah. time travel alternate realities you know robots everything I, I think time travel is a really hard thing to do too it's the super right hard you either gotta kind of go like completely campy with it like back to the future where it's not taking itself seriously at all yeah or you gotta do like a primer which is so <laughs> painstakingly <laughs> trying to make it realistic or Looper, I think, is another one that did a really good yeah. job of it. But 
the time travel here, I don't know. Didn't make a ton of sense. No. It's, it was a good excuse to make everyone get naked. <laughs> Even though there's no like actual real nudity in that movie. Arnold butt. Yeah. <laughs> CGI. Uh, Emily and Clark's shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I can't blame the actors of this movie for this being a bad movie. No. I felt like they tried to make me interested. And I didn't think I, any of them did, like, a horrible job, but the movie wasn't good. Yeah, I bet you when, when they were filming it, it seemed like it was going to turn out better than it did. I was definitely thinking about that while I was watching the movie. I was like, I can definitely see why the actors were like, wow, this this might be big. Yeah. And then, yeah, all post and editing this movie. Like, I like the idea of John Connor as the big villain. Yeah, I, I wasn't terribly against that. It's just, I didn't understand why he was necessarily. Yeah. Again, the motivation thing. It yeah. just seemed like it was for twist's sake, not just. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're not going to see this coming. It not like had a logical reason for him to. And it's not even like he was like the Trojan horse that was intended to be. They figured out he was a machine. The first five minutes he was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even the, like this is an action franchise. I think all these movies. I like Salvation. As we'll get into, I want to have us rank the Terminator movies. But I've liked the action in all the other ones. The action in this wasn't that great, in my opinion. No, I thought it was actually the weaker parts. Of, it's so of bland. Like. My favorite part was just Amelia Clark and uh, Pops interacting or yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah. There's a reason this movie got 25% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. What would you give it? Um, eight, five and a half out of ten. Five out of ten for me. Wow. Yeah, it's it's rough. Alright, let's rank the Terminator franchise. Alright. Since I haven't seen all of Salvation. Really? Yeah. I, I kind of like it. Alright, well, this one's last. <laughs> yeah, me too. Number <laughs> five of five would be Terminator Genesis. Jeez, that's been a while since I've seen these. What's your. I'll go number four. Okay. Terminator 3. Terminator 3. That's with Christiana Loken as the female Terminator. And I, I don't oh, think. I think yeah. it gets a bad rap. I think people say it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. It just. It's a little bland. Yeah, uh, I would definitely go with that number four as well, actually. Salvation would be my number three. It is a movie I think, again, is underrated. I like... It takes itself way too seriously, that's for sure. But I like Christian Bale. Sam Worthington is fine. I like uh, the guy playing Kyle Reese. It's... it's uh, actually, I've never seen it at all. No, I think at all? Yeah. Alright, well... So that's going to be, have to be my last one. <laughs> yeah, it just has to, right? Uh, yeah, I... It's a pretty good action movie. It's it, it's like the Dark Knight effect, though. It's like after the Dark Knight first came out, I think, so it tries to take everything real uh, gritty yeah, yeah. and dark. Yeah, I thought it was good, but not great. Number two? My number two is Terminator 1. I agree. Yeah. So, we had it pretty much identical. Two. <laughs> yeah. Terminator 2 is the best, clearly, since that's what they were trying to recreate here. Yeah, uh, definitely. The first one's good, too, though. Oh, I definitely like the first one. So, uh, <laughs> levels, change levels. Change of volume. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, especially I like the end of the first one when his his skin completely melts off. Yeah, and he's it's pretty famous. Yeah, scene. more like a horror aspect to yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and I love the idea that Arnold is the villain in the first one and then comes back as the hero in the second one. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah, and it is. We'll get into our top five franchises right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like the Terminator franchise in general. Yeah, I I just wish they could find a way to do something a little different. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Terminator 1, it's Skynet and the Terminators are going for Judgment Day. Yeah. Terminator 2 is Arnold sent back to, to, to what, to save Sarah so that to save John Sarah Connor can be John born. Because yeah. he's going to be the savior. And then the third one is a Terminator comes back. <laughs> And I think I can't even remember what, but salvation is John but you're with John Connor in the future uh, as he tries to send Cal Reese back or whoever I forget again they're, they're all, all convoluted yeah but, they all get kind of mixed up and then this one is the exact same thing <laughs> so why not just have like there's there's no stopping Judgment Day it's what do we do after it happens you know like yeah, something yeah. else something. something there's gotta be something I like like the design of the different Terminators. Yeah, like, there's so many things they could do, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I would almost even be cool with it if they made it a Bond kind of film where it was just a slightly different version of the same reality, different people, whatever. Yeah. But they gotta commit to one or the other. They can't <laughs> keep changing it and keeping it the same at the same. I don't know. And I think they're at least they were originally planning on doing this as a new trilogy. <laughs> so uh, hopefully those international <laughs> dollars can uh, get them right. Yeah, I'm sure they'll eventually pump out another one. Yeah, it's one of those name values. Even if one fails, they'll just reboot it again. Yeah. Just that like that poster with Arnold half skull face. Mm -hmm. It's so iconic. I just don't think it'll ever completely go away. Yeah. But. Alright, since this is an ongoing franchise, and what we mean by that is a franchise that is, like, you could, we couldn't say Harry Potter on this list because it's done and done. over. Yeah. Same with Hunger Games. It's anything, like a series of movies that are continuing to come out and basically we're rating it, ranking it off of our anticipation level. I put it to Joel as if, if every franchise, ongoing franchise released a movie on the same day, which one are you going to see? Yeah. And then cross that one off the list. And then which one are you going to see after that? Et cetera, et cetera. So, did you have a hard time, easy time with this? Um, I had a hard time thinking at first. And then I like, looked yeah. up franchises. and It does make it tough with the ongoing yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. Because then there's even some that are sort of like borderline. It's like, having such a hard time figuring out a top five for this show. <laughs> this one popped into my head. As I was listening to some movie podcast and they were talking about, I think it was because Hunger Games is coming out, they were saying how, where does it rank with the franchises, and yeah. somehow that put a germ into, <laughs> into my ear. Oh, I thought it was definitely a great idea. Thank you, thank you, that's Maybe, all I yeah. wanted you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Number five. Number Most five. anticipated ongoing franchise. Me first? Yeah. Might be a stretch, but I'm pretty sure it's ongoing, it's... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, it is. The second one comes out next year or a year after. Nice. 
Really? I'm not necessarily <laughs> talking about the new franchise. I didn't really like the new movie that much. The bits that I saw of it, at least. I never watched the whole thing. Uh-huh. But, but I love me some Ninja Turtles. Oh. I hope they get it right. Anyone that's listened to more than five episodes of this show knows I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> turtle head. Um, I didn't put it on my list just... And I hadn't, honestly, I didn't really think of it. Because <laughs> I didn't really think much of the, the remake, the reboot. Yeah. I liked it to an extent. I thought it was fun. I love the the turtles themselves. I just thought the direction and writing was awful but there were some cool action scenes and I'm I am looking forward to the new one hopefully it's better than yeah. the first one but yeah it's interesting yeah. my number five is the X-Men franchise yeah I figured I'd be on there for yeah. you yeah I there are some stinkers in the in the mix with X-Men Origins Wolverine and X3 or X-Men 3 forget the little subtitle subtitle thing. yeah yeah but I I like, love the first two movies. I think the Wolverine was a really good standalone, and uh, First Class and Days of Future Past I thought were really good as well. I liked First Class for sure. And I was a huge X Men fan when I was reading comic oh, yeah. books. So, and Ap- with Apocalypse coming out, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to do this realistically. Just based off photos I've seen of the set. Yeah. It looks like a little Power Rangers-y, <laughs> but uh-huh. hopefully with the special effects and all that, they'll make it work. Yeah, they fix everything in post. I gotta... <laughs> it's Brian Singer again. He did the first two and Days of Future Past, so I gotta trust him a little bit, so... Yeah. I am certainly... And there's Deadpool, which is the X-Men universe. Oh, that's and, awesome. And Gambit with Channing Tatum. That's... Sounds good to me. Near perfect. Yeah. Yes, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike himself with Gambit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, love love the X-Men. Looking forward to those movies. Yeah. Alright. My number four, the Bond series. Bond? Yeah. It's not a... I'm not like a diehard Bond guy or nothing like that. I definitely remember you watching them. fun and... I watch them eventually. I don't usually... I've never gone to the theaters, I think, to ever see one. Didn't you and your, your dad like them? And your brothers? Yeah. Um, was it more Pierce Brosnan? It was, yeah. I definitely like Pierce Brosnan. Although I do like uh, Daniel Craig now too, but um, it's more of a series I like for reputation more than in practice. Like, <laughs> loved every movie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But well, know, I, there's something cool about Bond. I know our uh, most recurring guest and friend of the podcast, Edgar Chaput. He's huge on James Bond. Like, that's his thing. This would have been his number one on this list, for sure. <laughs> uh, he gave the new Spectre four and a half stars out of five. Wow. Uh, he seems to like it more than most, but I am still looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, me too. I've just never been a Bond guy. The first Bond movie I ever saw was Casino Royale. Yeah, I've only seen Daniel Craig Bond movies. <laughs> I like them for the most part. I liked Skyfall, didn't love it. Quantum was okay. Casino Royale I liked a lot. I think um, the so older I, Bond movies are harder to go back and watch. After I'm sure it would be. I have to do it at some point. I gotta watch at least the uh, yeah the classic guy. What the fuck? I'm um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. at least see one. I think To Russia with Love is a 
It's one of people's favorites. I don't know. There's so many of them, like There's, twenty something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gotta at least check out a couple. But it's not a franchise I don't like. It's just I don't know. I've never really spy movies in general. Never really did it for me at all. Yeah. My number four would be the DC slash Batman franchise. Okay. Pretty much constant. Batman's constantly rebooted, and I, he was pretty much going to be in every DC universe movie coming out over the next five years. So I kind of strung them all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, I put Batman as number three. Nice. As Batman. <laughs> yeah. Basically, same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's in Suicide Squad. He's in Batman vs Superman. He's going to be in Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be have his own standalone, Batman. The Batman. <laughs> Even though Man of Steel I thought was good, solid, not great. And it's not Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale anymore, which I obviously love those Batman movies. Yeah. I still think Ben Affleck is going to be a good Batman, and I just think that character itself is such a good it is grounding. Like, I don't care. Even... Even the terrible George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Batman movies, like, I was anticipating seeing them, even if I was massively disappointed. Yeah. There's just something about the character that, that draws me in, and a lot of people, obviously, or they wouldn't keep making a movie. <laughs> so, since that was your number three, I'll move on to my number three. Alright. I'm cheating a little bit here. It's, it's not exactly like one, uh, I guess in some ways... There are some theories that they're all intertwined, but Pixar, I put. Oh, okay. Just all the Pixar frame movies. It's, I'd give you that. I it's mean. a series of films from the same, you know, company. They they have, like, a, a quality about them that are very similar in Oh, yeah. You can instantly tell yeah. the Pixar movie. So I, I put that because, I don't know, even though I'm not, like, dying to see the next Pixar movie, I know it's going to be good. It's yeah. so reliable. And I have a kids now. Have a kids now. <laughs> I have the kids now. <laughs> I have a kids. <laughs> and uh, I, at least I know once or twice a year, there's a movie I can assuredly take my kid to, and it'll be good. Yeah. Or at least be decent, at the very bare minimum. Um, I don't think there's one that I've absolutely not liked. Oh, Cars. But yeah. other than that, <laughs> there hasn't been any that I haven't liked even Brave which isn't great at all but it's okay um and The Good Dinosaur comes out yeah Thanksgiving and uh I think I'm gonna take Mackenzie to see it nice so yeah Pixar yeah I don't know uh The Good Dinosaur all I can think of is Land Before Time and I'm like yeah. Land Before Time Ice Age combo yeah I like both of those movies <laughs> <laughs> and it's Pixar I mean, Which Land Before Time? You need to make like six of them or something like oh, that. Oh, they're up to like 14. <laughs> They've been going straight to video for a while. Jeez. <laughs> What's your number two? Wow. Um, my number two is Aliens. Nice. Alien, whatever. Even, like Prometheus included? Yeah. Obviously. Cause well, since they changed the name, especially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... I guess I knew Prometheus was part of the alien world, yeah. but they never like 100% said it was. Yeah, they it's tried like, to hide it. <laughs> no one was fooled. Yeah. <laughs> did you like Prometheus? Yeah, actually I did. I did too. I thought it was... I couldn't believe how much crap it got. Yeah, everyone was telling me it was like crap and whatever. I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, 
I gave it like a light eight, heavy seven and a half. That's pretty good though. Hell yeah! So great visuals, like some awesome standalone scenes. Even if it doesn't completely come together. Yeah, that's the only issue. I like really the scene have when she gives movie. herself an abortion—that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a hard time deciding between my two and one because I anticipate them both quite a bit, but one is more of about a anticipation of this next movie than the overall because it's Star Wars Um, I think Star Wars The Force Awakens might be my most anticipated movie in I don't know years ever I don't know (laughs) I can't remember how much I anticipated things a long time ago (laughs) but uh, certainly since we've been doing this podcast my most anticipated uh Movie, but Absolutely. hated the prequels. Yeah, obviously the originals are classics of my childhood. Loved them, um, and I know I am looking forward to eight and nine. Obviously, of this trilogy. Yeah, and the, the, even the standalones interest me. There's a Han Solo prequel solo movie. There's uh, what is it, Rebel One or? Yeah, like a fighter pilot one, and then it'll be like a bounty hunter one. Yeah, I mean, all that sounds great, but really it's about Force Awakens, because if The Force Awakens disappoints, then I'd be less anticipated for 8 and 9 and the the spinoffs. But still, it's look. It looks like it can't fail. Even if it's disappointing, that might mean a 9 out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing... I'm getting nervous about is can this movie possibly live exactly. up to its own hype? Exactly. So that makes me a little nervous. It have to be like a six-hour incredible epic to live up to that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much would have to not end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you gotta you gotta temper the expectations before you actually sit down. I'm gonna be so nervous that it's gonna disappoint me. Oh yeah. Which hopefully does the opposite effect. I know the first review that I'm going to ever read for this movie is going to trash it, probably. I have a feeling all reviews will be positive. Even if it is not the best. I don't even mean it to be like a serious thing, though. I just feel like someone's going to go out there and be like, everything that's wrong with this crappy movie, just to get a bunch of people to Someone that's never seen a Star Wars movie is going to review it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. hard to imagine. It's we, hard to imagine. We weren't alive, really, when the original trilogy came out, so we don't know what it's like to see a successful Star Wars movie come out. Yeah. Although, you went to the first one with all of us, didn't you? Episode one? Yeah. Yeah. Stand in line. I mean, that or was... Or no, the re-release of the... I can't remember. Was yeah. it the re-release or episode one? Probably was both, honestly. But, but I do remember there being a ton packed. of people and having to call around. Yeah, I've that was like the only experience like that. And it's going to be that times 100 Yeah, for this movie. Like, I'm actually I, getting nervous about being able to even see it. I want to see it in theaters. I might have to wait three weeks and go on a Monday morning to be able to see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I want to do a bonus episode where we just review the movie and go super in-depth and shit. That'd be cool doing that. But uh, just <laughs> it might be four weeks after release before we even get a chance, but hopefully that happens at some point. Yeah. That's your number one, I'm guessing? Yeah, absolutely. My number one is Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I don't think I've 
anticipated any of the movies in MCU near as much as I'm anticipating The Force Awakens, but it's a consistent, like... Yeah. Even if I don't like the Thor movie, I know the next one is probably... Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just know that they're all going to... At least one of the two or three to come out of here is going to be right up my alley. Yeah. Especially when you count the Netflix TV shows with uh, as yeah. part of the MCU, which they are. They're really expanding their horizons with yeah. all that stuff. It's just... I read Marvel Comics growing up, and even as a young adult, and they're doing it justice. Yeah. And it's awesome to watch. It's like a comic book on screen. See, I think I would love the universe a lot more if I actually... I think I read some comics, but I never like followed a series or nothing like that. Especially now, since starting in May... Spider-Man is in the MCU. Still haven't wrapped my mind around that quite a bit. Yeah, it's hard to kind of... Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, I am a Marvel zombie. And I'll talk about Jessica Jones, the Netflix series, which I watched in basically one day. Today. (laughs) Some yesterday, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. They don't... They have a quality control that even, like, my least favorite Marvel movie is still pretty solid. Yeah. And, and that's nice. And some people say that that kind of stuff, it limits the quality as well. Like, some people say they it just eventually have, will. They have a formula, they stick to it, so it's nothing's ever that great, but nothing's ever that bad. To yeah. me, I do think they go... I understand they have a formula, but... Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's a little off, off kilter. And that was my favorite Marvel movie to date. Yeah, by far um, my favorite. I think... Doctor Strange is going to be different. I think Black Panther... I think they're starting to try different things since they have the confidence that after Ant-Man that people are going to see the movies no matter what. Yeah, I think uh, it's not bad to have a formula, but it's when you start sticking to only that formula because that stuff is rampant in video games. Basically, you become a network television show. Yeah. Which I hate. Call of Duty has used the same two endings and two totally different games <laughs> For like literally the exact if you put the two videos next to each other it's the exact <laughs> same thing crazy so they're literally reused so they have a formula but they know they're gonna make at least a billion dollars every game they sell so I mean it's hard to stop doing <laughs> do they still do I remember it was crazy in uh, Modern Warfare when they had a a level where you are a terrorist and killing innocent people in a mall. Yeah, they pretty much stopped doing that stuff. That was insane. Yeah, I mean... But that was, like, inventive, at least. Exactly. And they don't even do that anymore. Like, can't they even, don't have to make you a terrorist or nothing like can't that. Can't even kill innocent people. God. Every game kind of had a kind of controversial thing. Right, right, right. And it doesn't happen anymore. It's all, like, futuristic stuff now. Yeah. I played a little bit of Advanced Warfare. I thought it was... I mean, still Call of Duty, it's fun. At least, like, the... The story was definitely fun in that game, but... It's the same... I don't know. If you like Call of Duty and you're... It's usually people that are not that into video games like Call of Duty, though. So... Yeah. I mean, I it's don't... It's a hard argument I play it for a, sto- for a single player, so... Yeah. I mean, that's how I play video games. If I ever play them. I don't play them very... Rarely at all, but... I love the single player. I hate how they get rid of single player in games. Yeah. But. Yep. Any honorable mentions? National Lampoon. Nice. 
specifically vacation. Yeah. But I kind of like, even they're like kind of bad movies, they kind of like a goofy way. Yeah, they, yeah. Like uh, Van Wilder. Yeah. It's a bad movie, but at the time I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> had its moments. Alright, I got Mission Impossible. I re- right. It's a sneaky good franchise. Like, there's they're so far apart. <laughs> like, I think the first one came out in 99, or that might not be true. But I felt like it was late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Or even. It definitely did, because the first Mission Impossible video game was from Nintendo 64. That makes sense. I gotta look it up. Just to prove my point. They all have different directors. Uh, yeah, first one was 96. Second one was 2000. Third one's 2006. Then 2011, 2015. So they're like four to six years apart each. But And they all have different directors, but they all have Tom Cruise at the middle of it. And they usually have... They're like... It's like the American James Bond, basically. Yeah. You know, you got a... Except it's the same actor every time. Yeah. <laughs> so far. Uh... But it's basically just a bunch of action set pieces and then a story around it, which is which is fun. It's cool. It's good for a summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And they get creative, so I like those. That series, Planet of the Apes, at least the new one. I've liked the new movies a lot. I've never seen the older ones. I never knew there was so many. You didn't see the original? Yeah. Really? Maybe I like the three or four of the older ones. Though? Maybe four or five or six. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I saw a box set for it one day, and I was like, I thought this was one movie. <laughs> yeah, I liked the original original a lot, but then I hated the Tim Burton remake, and uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was really good, and and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes I thought was even better, or at least on par. Yeah. Um, so, And I'm looking forward to, shit, what was the last one called? Fall of... No. Wouldn't be fall. Yeah. I don't know. We've said it on here before. But the third one of the, of the trilogy, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And I give a shout out to Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Amazing original. And then you got... I really didn't even think of that. As a fun... Well, next week we're talking about Jurassic World. Yeah. Well, and that's sad that I didn't think of it, but... <laughs> And this franchise will never die since Jurassic World made $2 billion. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely getting more of those. That has cemented its status for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park 2 was not, clearly not as good as the original, but it had its moments. Third yeah. one was terrible. And Jurassic World, get into it more next week, but it, I liked it. So, all right. Oh yeah, we have another review. <laughs> Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. The Sundance Palm d'Or winner. Yeah. Uh, Graham Jury Prize, I guess. I forget how they how they announce it. Yeah, we watched the trailer of this. Yeah, we, this was, I think, might have been the first trailer we watched for Pre-Judgment Day. Or yeah, one, of them, one of them. Early on. And uh, basically it's a story of a coming-of-age high school tale about this guy shit I don't even remember the main character's name me yeah (laughs) Uh, but he is in school he he's friendly with everyone but friends with no one like yeah he's a one hitter quitter kind of guy runs around (laughs) Um, but he has his best friend well he doesn't even call him a friend in the movie but it's his best friend Earl yeah black kid and one day, his mom 
finds out that a student named Rachel is, has leukemia and forces him to go over her house and hang out with her. And I guess it's, at least based off the trailer, I thought this is going to be kind of sappy, predictable. Yeah. Uh, Sundance, <laughs> very Sundance um, kind of movie. And, but it kept getting such great reviews that I'm like, mm, maybe it's not. You know, maybe the trailer's deceiving. Yeah. So I went in with kind of like skeptical, but interested. Yeah. I would probably say I felt the same way. I wasn't like psyched to see the movie, but I was interested to see what it was possibly yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, it, Definitely beat my expectations for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, it's I did not like the beginning of this movie. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to give it a chance for some reason. Did you not like it, or did you just you weren't in it yet? You know, I don't think I was in it yet because I don't think the beginning is any different than the rest of the movie. Yeah, it just takes a little bit, right? Yeah, it just takes. A, you gotta feel the water and get used to it a little bit. Yeah, but. The way he was, personality-wise, I was sort of like, this is something that was popular in the 90s with, like, grunge and stuff. Like, I yes. don't care about anything. And so, I was like, something about that turned me off so much at first. But I just kept through the movie and ended up loving the movie, actually. Yeah, it felt kind of 90s-ish a yeah. little bit. And I know what you mean, because... But I think by the end of the movie, you realize deep down he does care. Like, that's yeah. kind of the thing. Um, but yeah, I, I thought when I first started it, it was like, eh, I don't know, all these quirky styles that he's going for, and it's so up, upbeat, fast-paced, in yeah. and out. Like, But then, same with you, I finally fell in groove with it and uh, really, really dug it after that. Yeah. Once I was in it, I was like in it for, for the rest of the way. It's a very cool movie. Look, it's very quirky. Yeah. Um, terrible title. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Terminator Genesis. Um, that was almost our top five worst titles, <laughs> but I couldn't couldn't really uh, make that work. Uh, I just, I my favorite part of this movie by far is Rachel, the dying girl. Yeah. For me, she's the only real character the whole time. Like. She's grounded and and just such a great character with like a cartoon world around her almost. Yeah. But I feel like that's by design. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's almost like his conscience mm -hmm. type thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think it was going to go this cheesy, melodramatic uh, route that you predict. Like, I think that's how it looked like it was going. And then... Yeah. But what I liked was after that first meeting where he's forced, he like, he admits it at the end of the first day and they legitimately become friends right after that. Yeah. So it wasn't like something that was put upon anymore. Yeah. All the other characters sort of made this movie for me. Not taking away anything from the main people, but just like his weird dad. <laughs> he and... played by uh, Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like always in the weird stuff, and their teacher. Mm -hmm. Play. I forget what the guy's name is from Walking Dead. And a bunch Fury, of Fury. He's going to be in Daredevil season two as the Punisher. Yeah. 
Which is so weird. He does look like he looks like he'd be the Punisher in the movie. <laughs> he, he does. He does. You got Ill Phil, the rapper. <laughs> yeah. One of the funnier parts of the entire <laughs> yes. movie. With Scott Mayhew, the weird Dungeons and Dragons dude. <laughs> um, Madison, like the hot girl. Yeah. Like all these characters, like they're all over the top. Even Earl, like. He's a stereotypical black kid that's always like, titties. <laughs> you know? And, I don't know. It's... I don't know if it's saying, like, oh, it's all fun and games until you're dying of cancer and then you become a real person. But it kind of felt that way a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I felt like this movie was funner than we're kind of making it out. Oh, yeah, be. yeah, yeah. For sure. It was a lot of fun, actually. It, I mean, it definitely has its heavy parts, and I guess the entire theme is kind of heavy, but... Oh, it's intentionally light, because the narration is constantly saying, don't worry, she don't die. Yeah. You know, we're having fun here. Oh, this is good times. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Because I remember being kind of mad at the movie towards the end, like, when it just didn't... Without, like, any real spoilers, it's just like... Didn't conform... I was just, I don't know, at some point in the movie, I was like, are we getting the uh, unreliable narrator narrator yeah. type thing? It's like, am I getting his opinion on things, or right, whatever. Definitely a first-hand point of view. And he's a selfish kid. Like, yeah, you don't I, know if you could trust him. That's what I mean. Like, it, at some, especially towards the end of the movie, he just starts kind of becoming kind of a shithead. Yeah. And it just started being like, I don't know what to really believe in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like, I, I feel like you can see all, at least the title characters, or him, Earl, and Rachel, like, you see, whereas in Terminator Genesis, there was no motivation, you couldn't see the motivation for anybody. Yeah. You you get all these people and where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, you, you understand why these people are making the choices they're making, even if they're bad choices and you don't like it. You yeah. can at least see where they're coming from and how they came around to that. And what do you think of like the the filmmaking aspect where him and Earl are these little directors <laughs> where they just make parody short films of like classics with <laughs> terrible, I, terrible names? It, it makes me miss being that young. Right. Where you can take something so serious that you know is like whatever. That's yeah. sort of how you make your skills for the future, I guess. But like Yeah. And I love how obviously they keep take it seriously and they're doing it, but they don't want anybody to find out about it. <laughs> yeah. They don't want anyone to know. But then when someone does, they're like, What do you think? <laughs> like, yeah. Trying to get that feedback. Like I thought that was pretty realistic. I like the um the analogy he was using for the girl Madison throughout the entire movie <laughs> that he's a chipmunk and she's a deer right. going through the woods. Doesn't even realize <laughs> stomping <laughs> all over. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I like that it treat, treated the teenagers like they're real people. Like the school. Yes. It felt very like... Uh, you could tell that whoever... I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like whoever wrote it not that long out of high school. Yeah. Or at least remembers what it was actually like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I always, I still to this day don't like how we don't treat at least like young adult teenagers like people. They either, 
it's grown ups playing kids or it's like infantilizing or making it se- making them seem more immature or young than they actually are than yeah. they actually act anyway yeah even though it's like so quirky and cartoony in a way it's still found a way to ground it and make it feel real yeah uh, I felt so many emotions in this movie oh yeah I laughed cried cried <laughs> yep it definitely was a good mix of like humor and depth yeah and, I would and just melancholy. love to see more movies from this director actually yeah and it, yeah he definitely has promise like I can't I don't know if this was his first but I'm sure it's one of his first yeah um like I said it was quirky but I didn't think it was too quirky yeah like that, I was scared in the beginning off. that it was gonna be like too cute like a I don't know you know how some of these movies can be but yeah he actually only did it enough to fit the story and the characters and I thought there was actually some pretty good camera work some pretty decent cinematography that the sure I think once this guy gets some confidence like and tries to pull off bigger things like yeah he, I think That's he'll be able impressive. to do some pretty cool stuff um yeah uh, so what about the parents actually felt even more cartoony than the kids yeah uh, I thought that was interesting speaking of like the kids playing grown ups type thing yeah whatever I felt like the parents were kind of that like oh don't like yeah all of them like you had oh. her, the Rachel's mom who was just like a weirdo like emotional mess yeah Almost and, like she didn't, wasn't really sick, type yeah, thing. Yeah, in denial, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, Nick Offerman just, <laughs> just a weird like f- film lover who's uh, trying all these weird foods. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's almost like, you know, you look at your parents like they're just from another planet. Yeah. You can't really see where they're coming from. That's sort of what I meant, like, by the unreliable narrator thing. I was sort of thinking, like, is his parents actually, like, <laughs> right. being like this? Or is this just the way that he just happens to notice them? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. All the characters in this movie are pretty interesting. I th- actually, Earl was the weakest for me. Yeah. I just felt like he was one way too one-dimensional. He kind of was, but he was just sort of like, I guess he was just supposed to be the rational side. Of I think the they're character. going for it, like, what was that movie where it's the girl on the cell phone who never talks, but then at the end, she was listening the whole time, <laughs> yeah. and she had the smartest thing to say, like, all he is is like, would you get them titties though? <laughs> and then in the end, he's the one that's like, dude, you gotta wake up, it's, you know, yeah, it's that was a little on the like predictable. I thought he missed out a little bit on this, but there's some really rough. It's shot in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. at least I'd imagine. There's really rough neighborhoods there, and I've met people like this that are just like that to distance themselves from being like I guess his brother was. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But either some of the scenes didn't make the movie or he just didn't do that good of a job with conveying that but I feel what you're saying yeah but even, I liked his brother though because <laughs> he was such a small part like <laughs> yeah. but he was just uh, he's just like oh he's gonna kick your ass like, <laughs> you're lucky it wasn't me kicking your yeah. ass I'm gonna kick your ass up and down the oh, street oh he's talking tough but never does anything you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean <laughs> the pit bull 
<laughs> it's good stuff. He's like watching them make movies. So it's clear he's supportive, but he's just a shit talker. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, great. I thought the score worked really well. Like the music in the movie. Yeah. It really fit the tone. Um, I, the script was rock solid. Great acting all around. I really thought the kids were great. Yeah. Especially Rachel, I felt, was the standout performance. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it is the showier thing, I think. You know, it's easier to make people invest when you you have cancer and you're losing yeah. your hair and all that stuff. But I thought she killed it. This actress seems like she she's going to have a career. Yeah, she didn't need that. To, yeah. Yeah. But. And without really spoiling anything, I thought the ending was powerful. Yeah. Actually, I... And I like how it didn't just end. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... It's a little manipulative how it gets to the end. <laughs> yes. But it worked on me. Crazy. Yeah. I definitely was, like, tearing up, to be honest. Yeah, but definitely did, too. <laughs> it felt like a real thing happening. It, like, Paul's movie, me and Trinan was, like, around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, felt like a real... Real loss. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's rare that a movie can... Like, even the saddest movie, there's this movie, uh, Amour, which is literally all about <laughs> this old couple and one slowly dying. And it's, like, the saddest thing ever, but this it's was more powerful like, to me. Yeah, it goes the same with, like, comedies that are funny, but how many times do you actually laugh out loud? Yeah. You know? If, it just means you're legitimately invested in this character if it can make you you know yeah great character feel an actual reaction so and I think the way that it ended was uh like I was liking the movie the whole time but the end was just like oh wow this is way better than yeah I was you know kind of that last little kick to make you love the movie on the way out and I like how people with the main character kind of realized he was being so shitty for a reason yeah people and everyone kind of you know yeah it all came full swing I guess but yeah. in a good way yep but yeah I love this movie I yeah. really do super good I would give it a heavy 8 yeah the light same thing eight. I went yeah 8 8 out of borderline 8 and a half I couldn't quite do it though yeah I couldn't quite there was just these little things tugging away but mm. very good I mean, I'd recommend it to anybody yeah absolutely I, I can't see anybody really I guess I could see someone that like in the movie, but yeah, couldn't give you a reason why you wouldn't. I'm surprised they're only 82 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably yeah, a little bit higher. Movie it is probably a little higher, but I mean that's obviously a good score. But. Yeah, but yeah, that was good. That was good. Did you watch anything else? I did not. I got killed you at work slacker. this week. <laughs> uh, I did. I watched a shit ton. Sorry, I got no life. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Dope. The other Sundance hit. Oh, right. Um, actually, it reminded me a lot of Me and Earl and Dying Girl. It felt like a 90s throwback because the main kid is obsessed with 90s hip-hop. Yeah. They've um, seen it use, like, VHSs yeah. and all that It's got, like, the... Uh, that... What the, the clothes... What's that band? The rap group? Um, I don't like know. Like, uh, Public Enemy and stuff? Before that. But yeah. it's, like, real... Loud colors and angular. Uh, it looks like tribal almost. Yeah, yeah. Tribe yeah. called Quest, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the story is about this 
this this black kid and his friends who have a band like they're in the inner city and yeah. but he's just a real good kid like constantly getting picked on for having good grades he's getting his shoes <laughs> stolen like he's a good kid in a bad neighborhood and he's I don't know it's a tough life yeah I've seen the very beginning it's yeah yeah, and he's then, always getting picked off for doing "quote unquote" white shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then he kind of accidentally gets drawn into this thing where he's talking to this drug dealer, doing what he's saying. Like I can't tell if they were friends or just acquaintances it's at kind the of time. Each other. Yeah, a little bit. He's at Rocky. Is that who this was? What's not what, I did not just say words, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he ends up with this guy's drugs, and oh, there's these people after. So he's like in the shit for real now. Yeah. And him and his friends have to figure out what to do, how to disseminate the drugs and get rid of the stuff. So they're doing Bitcoin and all, like using the science lab at their school. Because he can get past the security because he's such the nerdy white black kid. <laughs> the, even the dog barking at him and all this, like, they're just like, must be, something's wrong. Bird, <laughs> things broke, you know. That's awesome. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really want to watch the whole movie. It's pretty good. Uh, I didn't like it as much as me and Earl and a Dying Girl, but I, I like the themes. I like, it was funny. It was it's a little all over the place. It's like it didn't. It wasn't very. I don't know. Tight, you know. It was kind of messy, but it got it got to where it was going. Basically, it's about how it's the system. You know, the system can fuck anybody. Yeah. Know? Like even if you have the best of intentions, your best kid, your circumstances around you can bring you down. Yeah. And it's to, it's just something that. You need to change deep down in the system. You can't just look at things on an individual basis. How much was the drug dealer kid in ASAP Rocky? Not much. Yeah. Not a whole lot. That was his first like acting oh, yeah. or something. I just assumed he was an actor, so I guess that's pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a... I like his music. I don't love his music, but he's a very interesting person. He's more thoughtful than you would think, I guess. Yeah. So, it's There's, uh, so. What's that? Workaholics, I think. Is that a show? Yeah. Like, the white kid with dread-looking hair? Yeah. He's in it as, like, a pothead who helps him out a lot. And uh, he keeps saying the N-word, and the, the lesbian girl just smacks shit out of him every time. <laughs> That's, like, a big thing of the movie. He's like, but I mean it as a term of endearment. <laughs> and, yeah. It's like, but you can't. I don't care. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where uh, they kind of go to this, it's hard to explain, but rich guy's house, and then the sis, there's this brother and sister, and the sister, like, gets into the drugs, and she's, she's, <laughs> like, having sex with the main guy, or starting to, yeah, and throws up just on his face, oh. and then she's, like, all out, whacked out on drugs, and going outside in just a robe pissing in the bushes and like there's this viral video of it it's like you gotta try this shit look what it makes you do <laughs> but uh yeah it was, it was a good movie seven and a half out of ten I definitely recommend it nice definitely gonna check it out I watched Fletch 
The classic Chevy Chase movie that I've never seen. I've heard of it. I've he's like a, 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 a journalist, actually, and he uses, he's like the master of disguise. He's constantly changing his appearance to try to, you know, get these stories written and find out all these cr- crimes, excuse me, and uh, he's just a constant smartass, like, constantly talking shit and cracking wise and almost too much, honestly, <laughs> but Chevy Chase is... Was such a good comedic actor back then. Yeah. He's just... Like, you see his recent stuff, and he's kind of weird, you know? I feel like he just got tired or something. Like, something happened, not... like Caddyshack, uh, all the other ones. <laughs> Either Va- that Vacation movies. Ego, you know? Something. Yeah, because he was so good, and it just made it seem so easy, but then you don't really see or hear from him since, like, what, the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's good, but like I said, he's almost too on all the time. Like, can never really take him seriously, but it was a solid comedy. I bet you back in the day it was awesome. Yeah. It just seemed like something that wasn't, you weren't getting much of back then. Yeah. A styled movie, but I liked it. 7 out of 10. Very cool. Now some movies I didn't like. <laughs> uh, watched a couple kids' movies. <laughs> Dolphin Tale 2. Remember I talked about the first one, <laughs> which wasn't very good. Second one's even worse. Way worse, actually. Your figure sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not much to say. It's just clearly going for a buck here. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me because how much money could the first one even have made? But it's just take a bad movie with, that at least had some heart to it and remove the heart. Remove the heart. Yeah. And put it in a doggy bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three and a half out of ten. <laughs> I watched B movie. That's B E E movie. The Jerry Seinfeld CGI animated feature. If you remember back in the day, I think it was two thousand six uh, yeah, or seven. I kind of remember this. <laughs> uh, and it's basically him as a bee falling in love with a human. Uh, it had decent moments. It was yeah. weird to have see Jerry Seinfeld voicing an animated character and like. You could tell a lot of the other voice voices of certain characters were like from Seinfeld, just like minor characters from Seinfeld. That would have taken me right out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you remember Elaine's boyfriend at some point, that deep voice guy? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Just from that, I, I heard his voice for sure. Uh, it was uh, Mackenzie actually liked it more than I thought she would, but I gave it a five out of ten. Just wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. Before. And I watched Rio 2. Never saw the first one. <laughs> I've definitely heard of these movies. But Rio 2 was HBO recorded it. Um, it's about this birds in the Amazon, basically. And it's very bright. I mean, visually, it, it looks pretty good. And that's the thing. B-movie didn't look too good. Really? It aged. But Rio 2 looks good. Bright colors, vivid imagery, but stories just ho hum, man, whatever. Standard, crappy animation style. Um, five and a half out of ten. Ooh. That sounds worse. Than, it was watchable. Yeah. And let's see. I watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, man. We talked about uh, when we saw, at least off mic, we saw the trailer for the second one. Yeah. And we were both like, we haven't seen the first one. 
or had you? I can't remember. I I don't I can't remember. I remember my mom used to watch it or something, yeah. but I don't think I'd ever watched well, it. I definitely hadn't seen it. But I knew a lot of people seem to love it. I yeah. think my dad for some reason even said it was like <laughs> a classic, which is uh, but uh <laughs> yeah. So I saw it on HBO, recorded it, because I figured this is probably a movie that my wife would like. She's knows some Greek people. We've been to some Greek weddings. Could be right up her slash our alley. Definitely not up mine. Uh, <laughs> it was just so nothing. It was like the story of a... Uh, it's basically an ugly duckling story where this Greek girl is like a nerdy ugly they make her up to look ugly glasses nerdy yeah. is a nobody then goes out to the big city falls in love with a non-greek she's like the first person in her family who's not going to marry a greek person she's all hot now she brings her she marries him that's the whole movie it's <laughs> like there's nothing there there was no like i don't know when it ended i'm like that's it <laughs> that's that's the movie um Basically, the biggest conflict was who was going to help her with her makeup. Really? <laughs> Not really, but I, that, I remember this movie being that huge. level of kind of like nothing. Wow! Uh, five out of ten. <laughs> Ouch! And I watched the whole first season of Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. Uh, this is the story of Jessica Jones, former superhero. Now, private investigator, also alcoholic. Um, it's like a film noir, but instead of the typical, you know, boozing guy, she's a boozing girl. And it flips it on its head. That's cool. Yeah, it's actually, it's really cool. Um, Luke Cage is my favorite part of the show. He's the, he's the next character that's going to get his own show. Really? But he's... A love interest for Jessica Jones. In the comics, they're married and have a kid. Um, he has unbreakable skin. He's this big black guy who's very, has a funny. In the comics, he's just hilarious. Like he says, "Sweet Christmas" a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, and Jessica Jones, she has like a little bit of invulnerability with some super strength, and she can almost fly. Almost, Almost fly. fly. She basically jump really high <laughs> and then fall. Um, but the story is after the Purple Man in the comic book. He's not called the Purple Man in the show. It's uh, what's it? Grave, Kilgrave or Grave? Kilgrave, I think, is his, is his moniker. And um, he can control minds. He tells you to do something, you do it. Jeez. Except he was controlling Jessica Jones. All this time, and she broke free, and he can't control her anymore. And basically, it's the whole show is her trying to protect people from him and getting revenge and all that. Uh, very good, very good show. Yeah, not as good as Daredevil, in my opinion, season one, because Daredevil was funny, was good storyline, plot, um, awesome action was the best thing of Daredevil. There was a lot of action, and it was. Well shot, well choreographed. Not as much action in Jessica Jones, but not to say it's boring, it just doesn't call for it as much. Yeah. Um, it's a little more filler. Like, there's some episodes, at least early on, where it's like, just felt like an sh- episode on TV. Yeah. But 
once you get into the middle to the end, it really picks up. Uh, the action, when it is there, is decent. Not as well choreographed as uh, as Daredevil show, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was good. If you like Daredevil, I think you like Jessica Jones. I'm looking forward to season two of Daredevil and Luke Cage. His own solo stuff. It's gonna be good. Sweet. And last thing is, I watched. Did you see on Netflix with Bob and David? Basically, the Mister Show. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Uh, it's like a sketch comedy. Did you ever hear of Mr. Show? I, don't think so. I never really heard much about it, but it was this huge sketch comedy show on HBO, I think, hmm. with uh, David Cross and Saul from Breaking Bad. Oh, really? Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Bob and David. Uh, it's just a sketch comedy show. I just put it on because I was, had a little bit of insomnia and needed something to fall asleep to. Yeah. Saw a couple sketches. Chuckled a couple times. It's, it's alright. <laughs> Sketch comedy's not really my thing. No. Like SNL, I think it was like, better at some point, maybe. Or I don't know. Maybe I just watched it more at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Alright. So, news. Mock- <laughs> Hunger Games Mocking J Part 2 made $102.5 million. Yeah. Weakest opening in the franchise. <laughs> I think the first one made one. 50, the second one made almost 160, then what, the last one made 120-something or 130, and then this one's 100. You know what, though? I don't remember seeing much advertisement for this movie. Honestly, me either. <laughs> like, when it came out, yeah, I've seen some commercials for it, but like leading up to it... It wasn't like Star Wars, where <laughs> yeah. months and months out, that's all you see. And they're starting to release trailers seemingly every day now. Early, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slight variation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but still, I mean, pretty good. Hundred, I'm sure it'll make its fair share of money. They'll be happy. Yeah, that, uh, I don't think they ever expected this series to be as big as it was. Oh no, it's huge. I mean, they thought it would do good, but yeah, to make as much as it did in March of 2011 or whatever. Yeah, crazy. Um, actually, the Hunger Games, I believe. Is basically the reason where you get some blockbusters in March now. Because really? once one movie proves you can do it, oh, <laughs> everybody's going to try it. Sweet. Um, Looking forward to March. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Seth Rogen comedy, The Night Before, made $10 million. Seems like a modest success. I'm sure they'll make their money back or so. Yeah. Couldn't have been expensive to make. Um, let's see. Fargo. One of my favorite shows of the year, renewed for season three. Really? Yeah. Happy about that. Happy about that. Uh, no idea what it's going to be about because every season is completely different. <laughs> yeah, I was so, going to say no one after the first season. You, I didn't watch it, but I remember everyone saying, "What are they going to possibly make this a second season about?" Yeah. But they found. I think the second season has been better than the first, and I love the first. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. I would say it's the best show on television, except The Leftovers season two is the best show on television. It's Sweet. I was I'll wait until it's there. three more episodes I have to watch before I make this definitive statement. But right now, it's my favorite season of television since Breaking Bad's final season. Wow! Yeah, it's so good. I can't believe how good. I've been it's told by a few people this show's good too. Yeah. So definitely. Well, here's some news that'll make you want to kill yourself. Um, several Fast and Furious spin-offs are in the works. 
And you have to review them all. Uh, no, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> Hopefully they don't do well. <laughs> uh, I don't know what. They're going to have one for each person. Like, I don't know. I mean, if it was a good movie, I wouldn't mind watching yeah, them, yeah, yeah. But they're just one last ride. <laughs> so it's like number two. Yeah. And I like a couple of them. I really actually do guilty pleasure type like a few of them. But I just... It's going to be more watered down version, so... And that, there's not much content to water down. Yeah. You're going to do Luda in his uh, <laughs> <laughs> shop he's going to open up. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And here's some news that will make you reconsider killing yourself, because Alexandra Daddario joins the cast of Baywatch. Sweet. You don't have to know who she is. I do. To, you do? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Not much to that one. Just thought it'd be funny to mention. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. Uh, ben Wheatley, a uh, great director. At least I love one of his movies, Kill List. He's going to remake The Wages of Fear, hmm. a classic movie that's been remade like two or three times uh, about a truck that has to transport like barrels of oil over this narrow road on like mountaintop like apparently it's like incredible movie even as simple as that premise sounds like thrilling. I like movies like that and uh so. yeah I'm looking forward to it I've been meaning to check out the the other remake of it called Sorcerer which I've heard is just incredible so maybe uh I'll watch all three at the same time <laughs> at the same time <laughs> yeah Alright, pre-judgment day. Got a quick hitters here. First up is a new Hulu Hulu show uh, based off the Stephen King novel Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. It's starring James Franco as a guy who goes back in time to try to prevent the assassination of JFK. Yeah. And the repercussions that that brings. Don't blink. <laughs> it was a 30-second teaser with not much at all. <laughs> um... It is a book I've heard good things about and that I've I've been meaning to read. I actually bought it for like on sale for my Kindle. Just it's a thousand page book, so yeah. If I'm going to start it, I want to make sure I can finish it. <laughs> so if I had a free trial of Hulu, I'd watch it. <laughs> Put it that way. Maybe you to get your one extra. All right, <laughs> I'll wait till that comes. I out. think I just saw it uh, on my Xbox. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'll give you my Netflix. You my Netflix. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we got um, next up is Midnight Special, newest movie from Jeff Nichols, one of my f- absolute favorite directors. He made Mud, Take Shelter, Shotgun Stories. Basically, I've never seen anything he's made that I didn't absolutely love. And this is his first foray into the studio system. He's making a sci fi movie about a kid who has special abilities and Michael Shannon plays his dad and Kirsten Dunst his mom and they're trying to get him I guess I don't know really a whole lot about the plot but one place to another and there's some people chasing him down yeah, the cast looks amazing Joel Edgerton uh, thought I saw some other people around yeah. Sam Shepard um, who's always in Jeff Nichols movies but I didn't have the trailer was fine looked decent yeah but i didn't need anything else other than jeff nichols new movie that's all i needed and i was psyched so 
I'll give it a eight and a half out of ten. Um, I guess this one a seven and a half. I bet you you'll give it better than that. <laughs> uh, next up is now you see me too. Now you don't. Let's move on. Um, no, it's uh, the sequel to the magician movie that me and Casey reviewed on here, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, and Dave Franco. Got them all. Morgan Freeman's in there. <laughs> Morgan um, Freeman's in everything. Yes, I. <laughs> I didn't like the movie at all. I had never time. heard of it. It's like, here was my biggest thing. I thought the performances from the magicians were fun. Enjoyed that part of it. The magic. The magic itself is all CG and it's all stuff that's like literally impossible. <laughs> so it's like, it just didn't... You, you obvious CG on magic trick. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem like a great mix to me. But second one looks even more ridiculous than ever. Uh, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> But I will give it a 5 out of 10. Um, I gave it a 6. I thought it looked a little better than that. Nice. Uh, then we have The Huntsman, Winter's War, which is a sequel to Snow White and The Huntsman, which you did not see. I um, I enjoyed quite a bit. Gave it a heavy 7.5 because it surprised me. I've heard all these bad reviews and I watch it and I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> again, had the Dark Knight thing going for it where it's making everything dark and gritty, but... It, Again, I guess I just enjoy that because I like this as well. <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth is back as the Huntsman, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Love Jessica Chastain. She's back. She's a great actress. Literally, I think she's so good at picking roles. Like, I can't think of a movie of hers that I didn't like. I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of it. Yeah. So the good well, ones definitely outweigh the, the Martian, um, Lawless. Interstellar. Interstellar, take shelter, to help. I mean, that was a decent movie. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty wasn't amazing either, but oh, I, I did like her in it. Oh yeah, I thought she should have won the Oscar for that performance. It's kind of funny now because now it's kind of come out that it's all bullshit. But still, whatever movies, 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 movies. movies. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but also, oh, Emily Blunt as well is in this movie another one of my oh, absolute yeah. favorite actresses she's great she's amazing uh, Charlie Theron she's a great actress um, so yeah. look like a little more action and magic and I don't know look cool to me I thought it looked awesome I think given out a limb be better than the first 8 out of 10 7 and a half there you go I think you should check out the first one you might like it uh, yeah like I said I wanted to watch it I didn't quite know what it was at first, and then I just fell through the cracks. I mean, it's a uh, Disney, uh, you know. Yeah, I can see why. Like, I almost the only reason I watched it, I think, is because I had like a free rental or something. Yeah. It wasn't anything I was like psyched about. I mean, Disney surprised me. Like, I liked Into the Woods and all. I wouldn't. Yeah. Never even thought about watching that movie. Disney's on their game. I mean, they have Star Wars, Marvel. Yeah. They're one of the bigger companies out there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. And lastly, Zoolander 2. We talked about the little teaser trailer last time, or a few months ago, but this one's an actual trailer with footage from the movie and scenes and all that. Uh, I could see how it wouldn't be for everyone, but it, it looks, looks funny. looks really funny. Yeah, it looks awesome. I mean, I, I love the first one a lot, and this one looks like... I don't think it'll be as good, but 
it looks like it can at least hold its own. It's yeah. not going to be a Dumb and Dumber 2 situation. I I mean, I like Zoolander, but I don't like it as much as other people, but I'm definitely going to see this movie yeah. at some point. It looks hilarious. It's one of those things where it's just so stupid that it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, Sometimes that goes over your head. Or under. <laughs> under, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the same thing. Nice. Thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. We give these ratings. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep it up. Gotta keep it up. Gotta stick with it. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, coming out for Thanksgiving, you got Creed. Psyched. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's getting great reviews. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Uh, nice to see that kid in a good movie. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. You gotta check out uh, Fruit Valley Station. Yeah, like I said, I got uh, skimmed through that movie some because I had an idea what it was about, but I had never heard of the movie. And Chronicle was pretty good. I'm, I'm more so talking about the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Debacle. Yeah, oh, get back on his feet with some Creed. Yeah. he looked. It looks awesome. It, and the, the trailer was awesome. Yeah. And their reviews are great. Uh, also, The Good Dinosaur, like I said earlier, is coming out. That's getting good reviews as well. Not... Inside Out reviews, but it's getting good reviews. And Victor Frankenstein is also coming out, which is Daniel Radcliffe slash Harry Potter and James McAvoy slash Professor Xavier from X-Men First Class as, uh, you know, Frankenstein and his monster, I guess. He's weird. Picks weird movies now. Yeah. (laughs) Kid magician for so long. It's really messed up. Oh, yeah. Scott's in. Big time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's it uh, on the next episode we'll be reviewing Jurassic World biggest movie of the summer yeah of, maybe of the year I doubt it Star Wars will probably surpass it pretty crazy we'll also be reviewing the Stanford Prison Experiment a little indie movie and our top five Steven Spielberg movies even though he didn't have anything to do with Jurassic World, I'm sure he had a producer credit on it. Yeah, yeah couldn't think of anything right. better. So, <laughs> yeah. plus it'll be interesting. And I don't think we've done that. Hopefully, eh, if they we have, have done it with me, at least, yeah, for exactly. Sure. I don't know. Also coming out, Paper Towns, the little young adult movie that got bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Email us. I remember said you can interview us at uh, the Red Box Report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. And I'm on Twitter at the RVR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And find us on Stitcher. Let's go. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. <laughs> I didn't time. do my uh, <laughs> usual. I don't know. Yeah, threw me a little off. <laughs> Catch and release, baby. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. A candy-colored clown they call a Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all